You're listening to the Union Church Podcast. For more information about Union, please visit unionboston.org. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. My soul magnifies the Lord. Oh, I've had this word inside of me for the past three weeks. You see, I knew I was going to preach on this fourth Sunday of Advent, that I would be preaching Mary's song, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. I've had this song at the forefront of my mind this past month, and each week I've sat in this pew just a little more excited, just just having a little more of that song wake up in me again. I've been scribbling on bulletins furiously and writing things in the notes section of my phone. You see, my soul, it magnifies the Lord. This thing was happening where the more I got closer to this present Sunday, the more my soul got excited to sing this passage through the gift of preaching. My soul, it magnifies the Lord. I was ready. I was ready to talk about that woman named Mary who birthed the savior of the world. I was so ready to come in hot. I was ready to grip the pulpit with both hands. I was ready to just start preaching that God was really gonna do what God had promised and that we better get ready because there's a train a coming. I was so ready. And then I prayed. I prayed a modest prayer, the kind of uh, come help me prayer that every preacher cries out on Saturday night around midnight or sometimes Sunday morning at about 4 a.m. This come help me prayer, this give me a word, this what is true type prayer. I prayed this come help me prayer and I realized rather quickly that I couldn't come in so hot in that authoritative, confident, swaggerly sort of way that just states so clearly just how okay we're gonna be. I, I couldn't because I'm called to preach Mary's song this morning. A song that's born not out of flashy confidence and the hindsight that comes from learning the whole of the story. It's a song that sings precisely in the place where we're not quite sure if everything will work out, but we're going to sing regardless. So I'll take a page from Mary's book this morning, a sermon born out of a place where we're not quite sure if everything will work out. See, this is what I know to be true this morning. That the President of the United States of America was impeached last Thursday. That they talked about him, debated about him, reviewed many, many pages. 
They said before the world and one another that this is an office that can't just be recklessly wielded for the sake of one man's power or profit or fame, sat in a chamber, voted, and impeached him. One thing I am sure of is that this was well-deserved. Yes. At a time when communities are suffering more than ever because the pride of an administration hell-bent on valorizing some image of an American dream that sounds more like an American nightmare to anyone who isn't white or wealthy or male, at a time when this administration would rather do everything in its power to serve the interests of the few instead of the concerns of the many, at a time when children die in prison cells for the crime of simply surviving war or poverty or violence, when the pursuit of happiness looks like CEOs reaping the benefits of the working class that cannot stop working because a minimum wage is not a living wage, and getting sick can make the difference between going to a doctor and losing your home. There is a reason why powerful men get called to the threshing floor. Because as much as we'd like to think that our actions only matter for our lives alone, we are in this together. We have always been in this thing together. And so this morning I stand in that not quite sure if everything is going to work out place and I take a page out of Mary's book that somehow even here there is a song to sing. 2,000 years ago, a young woman with nothing to her name received a word from the angel of the Lord. He told her three things. The first thing was, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The second was, you have found favor with God. And the third, the third was that something big was coming. Something holy is coming. Something that will save us all is coming. And that you already have everything within you to birth it into the world. You see, this is the part of the story that I cannot believe. Not the part where the angel comes, not the part with the visions, not the part where we get tripped up in the science and the biology of it all, but the part where an average, ordinary body with no training or special skills or schooling or experience, no degrees to her name, no titles, has everything within her already to help bring forth the very thing that will save us all. You know, I pray for Mary's body. I pray for Mary's body even 2,000 years later because somehow this story, her story, has been reduced to one about purity and virginity and meekness and that soft, quiet, feminine submission that can only come through a story written by a man. You see, I pray for her body. I pray for her body. I pray for this story, I pray for all of our stories, I pray for her body, knowing that as I'm praying, I'm praying for all of those bodies who are told they're not holy enough, or pure enough, or saved and sanctified enough to be in this place, or any place at all, because somehow we, came, we became more concerned with the dealings of Mary's body than the truth of the song that she sang. Somehow we became more concerned about what Mary does in the privacy of her own 
own bedroom than about the word that God has called her to preach in the public square. I pray for Mary's body and for all of our bodies because it wasn't her submission or her meekness or her servitude that did the hard work of nurturing life to the point where something salvific could grow. It was her sweat, it was her tears, it was her body and her long, lonely, uncertain nights that were followed by persistent mornings that just sang, keep on getting up, Mary. You see, this was not an easy journey. Even the one she called her fiance, even the one named Joseph tried to silence her. Ashamed and fearful that this woman was carrying the hope of the world within the scandal of human flesh. It wasn't an easy journey because Mary didn't have a roadmap, a what to expect when you're expecting the savior of the world kind of book. She didn't have the steps to follow. All she knew was that God was real, that redemption was possible, and that the world could change for the better. I'm so thankful for this place called Union. This place is so important because we know better than anyone Mary's journey. We don't look like everyone else. We don't sing like everyone else. We don't know what the future holds. No one has given us a roadmap for what a a church of love and liberation is going to look like in 2020. All we know is that God is real, that redemption is possible, and that the world can and needs to change for the better. All we know is that we have to keep on keeping on. thankful for this place called Union because there was a time and there still is a time where every one of us was told that our body was a scandal and that our songs shouldn't be sung. This place is important because if there is one thing we know how to do, it's sing. And when I say sing, I mean that song that wells up from deep in the gut. It's a song that has to be sung right now in this moment. That song that has to keep on going even after the band has stopped playing. It's a song that knows it's more than just singing. It's surviving. It's pushing through. It's making our way where there was no way. You see, People will try to sing Mary's song. They'll sing, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, but they'll stop right there. They won't go on to the parts that talk about the proud being scattered and the powerful being removed from their thrones. They won't go on to the parts about the poor, the lowly, the outcast being being lifted up out of poverty. They won't go on to read the parts that say this world is about more than just feeling right or feeling good or feeling like you could be whole or saved or sanctified or blessed if you just pray the right prayer, sing the right songs, find the right jobs. You see, people will sing, my soul magnifies the Lord, but they will stop right there because only telling half the story, half the truth is actually quite convenient for people in power, for those who sit in the golden thrones, for those who wield their influence like a sword, for those who tell us that salvation It'll probably just come in the form of a billionaire building us a new life on the moon. Instead of, instead of from the many hands that are digging into this dying earth, trying still to save it. Let me tell you what happens when you sing like Mary. When you sing like Mary, they will tell you that you're too negative, that you're being too political, that you're not focusing on God, because if you're going on about systems and structures and oppressions, what does that have to do with me? When you sing like Mary, they'll tell you that you're only singing, because when all you have is a song within you and a world full of dreams and angels and visions for the Lord, that's really 
really all you have. When you sing like Mary, they'll either stop their ears or roll their eyes. But Mary knew what they did not, that a child will be born. Emmanuel, God with us. Mary knew what they did not, that my body is not a vessel or an incubator or a stand-in or a pawn in some divine game. My body knows what it means that love looks like waking up every day and just making life happen. That love looks like not giving up in the face of what the world says about you or what the church says about you or what the government tries to do to stop you or even what the ones closest to you try to silence in you. Let me tell you, if I have to watch one more Hallmark Christmas movie about a white woman from the city falling into the arms of a muscular man from the country only to find out at the end of the film that the meaning of Christmas all along was kissing the prince or the cowboy or the knight or whoever and that living in happy marital winter bliss is the meaning of Christmas I'm going to throw my whole TV away Acting as if love is about flighty fancies and Hallmark cards, it's much easier to swallow than recognizing it's actually about justice. It's about rolling up your sleeves. It's about taking all of those cute, warm, fuzzy feelings and turning them into action. It's about laying in the filth of a manger because the hotel wouldn't take you. It's about resisting government decrees by running for your life. It's about singing songs that the people who put me in this place of poverty and uncertainty are not going to have the last word. This is the season where we talk about God's love being made incarnate. Incarnate, carnal, like flesh, like love taking on flesh, like love being made real so that you could literally touch it, see it, embrace it, be changed by it. This is the season where we say love, it took on flesh, which means love became more than a feeling, more than a saying, more than an idea. Love becomes real. I can't stop using the word bodies to talk about how important you are to God and to this place. And I do it intentionally because when we say people or individuals or persons, it's relegating your being to just a concept or an ideology or an idea. But you are not those things. You are flesh and bone. You are love that walks and talks and is painfully vulnerable but incredibly powerful because you get sick in your gut at the thought of four more years in the White House. You see, your body speaks to you what your heart already knows, that if love is real, this cannot be it. We need to be like Mary today, to birth something new, something holy, something that will come in and surprise us. We need to be like Mary, who sings, need to trust that we already have everything within us to birth love into the world again. We need to be like Mary, who simply sang, instead of crying out for a roadmap that would not be there, this is our Advent story, that there is no roadmap, there is no instruction manual, there is no certainty about what is to come, but there is a spirit 
of love and justice in this place. It is a mighty wind that continues to blow in right at the moment you think you're breathing your last breath. It's a word from the Lord that says, do not be afraid. Don't you dare be afraid. Do not let them scare you, for you have found favor with God. Tell me what the angel of the Lord is saying to us in this place. What truth is breaking in on us, we who are uncertain, we who are weary, we who are expecting. Tell me what God is doing, what God will continue to do, what power we have to keep on singing. Tell me what the song sounds like. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it in the morning, sing it in the evening, sing it when you're by yourself or when you're with your family, sing it to strangers, to friends, to enemies, sing it when you are so confident that love is real that you could scream, sing it when life feels so impossible that you could die, sing this song that keeps on going, the one that doesn't stop at the pretty parts or the easy parts or the ones that are easy to digest, the one that doesn't stop at the convenient parts, sing the one that wells up from deep within, sing the one that comes from your gut, sing this morning sing today sing 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 because in this place where we cannot be certain of what will happen next of this we are certain that God is real that redemption is near and that love the love we cultivate nurture work for work within it will be the thing that saves us Sing your song this morning. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about Union Church, please visit unionboston.org.